Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Dave, this is a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Yeah. Uh, free college, because Bernie Sanders and a lot of other people are asking for free college and to cancel all like college debt, which is like a lot of money. Yeah, you should con- try to convince me that that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm, I mean, from from what you you've read, you should like what do what do you hear that is is the what compels people to be on board with this? Or well, because how it's possible. I just think we we live in a in a society right now where a lot of college students have a ton of debt, and they think that uh, free is good, and. You know they're currently in college, so they see it right now, and then right. of course all those folks that decided to drop out and still owe and have to pay you know upwards of a thousand dollars a month potentially just to pay a student loan for a degree that they did, didn't end up getting. Right. You know. Right. And it's so expensive. They said uh, it's like one, like one and a half trillion dollars in student loan debt. That's an enormous number. In, in fact, that's higher than regular like credit card debt nationally, student loan debt. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And and how many people are out there with a degree that doesn't have a job, or not even not have a job, but they don't have a job in the field that they studied? Right. You know, my wife, she was looking for a job. This is, gosh, I guess it was seven or eight years ago to help fill in some gaps. And she went to just a local place, which was McDonald's mm-hmm. and the two people interviewing them at McDonald's both had masters. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's in like, what? I wonder. Exactly. That's, that's another <laughs> I mean, part if you of have the topic. a master's degree, that's what, at least what, six years of in penguin square dance or something. You know, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what they're studying. Yeah. But still it's like overqualified, but still, Still, still working, working for some place that's right. going to give you a $15, $15 an hour wage. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way you'd ever be able to pay off that, that kind of debt. No. Not at a 15 bucks an well, hour. You know, another deal is is a lot of that debt doesn't go to the books, which are outrageous, mm-hmm. and then the classes. There's, it goes further than that. People use it to pay their mortgages. People use it to put food on their table while they go to school. Mm-hmm. And so they're literally big part of that money isn't in investing just in education. It's Mm -hmm. living. I know when I was in in college early on, uh, I I was fortunate enough to have a a track and field scholarship. And so I didn't really have much in the way of, of like tuition costs because all that was covered, but there was still, I had to pay for books. You know, I had, uh, at one time I, I stayed in the dorm and that did cost some money, but there's always these other little expenses. Of course, if you're, if you're working while going to school, that's going to cut into potentially cut into your, your time put towards any kind of like schoolwork. And, and so if you're not working, you can, treat school like it's a full-time job but then you've still got these other expenses so you got to have money coming from someplace right. and i remember getting like you know I, I came from low-income family and and so i was i qualified for like pell grants and and you know these student loans that had like really low interest rates and so i you know i could get the money to to do it the problem was is that is that all of the the loans that you get the interest accrues while you're in school? You just never pay anything. You don't pay down any of the principal, right. and the interest is accruing. So by the time you get done, if you get done with a degree, 
what loan principle or you know loan amount that you started off with is definitely not what you end up with when you right. when you graduate if you graduate and you know a lot of people don't even look at you know the jobs that are available in in what they're taking when they leave like what happens when they leave mm-hmm. and it's either oversaturated or they take a lot of stuff that doesn't help them get that pertains to much of any jobs mm-hmm. yeah there's a uh... You know, as I was doing a little bit of research for the show, I, I watched a lot of different stuff that talked about, you know, these private colleges, the public universities, like community colleges, and then these different trade schools. And there were some schools where it really, they treated it like it was kind of like college, but it was really geared towards what the market you know, is, is hiring for right now. Mm. It's not just like go out and get your general education degree or you know, maybe uh, one of these worthless degrees, like, you know, I don't know, like diversity, you know, training, you know, I, I, I'm trying to remember what they call these, these sort of the first thing degrees that you would never get any <laughs> income job. from. Yeah. I mean, you know, the underwater basket weaving uh, degrees out there. That's worth it. <laughs> I don't think they exist, but, <laughs> but I mean, the idea is it's basically a, a worthless degree that's not going to even get you close to what right. you would have to make. In but order you're to pay paying off. a loan. You know, I, I had a, a lot of folks that I went to school with that graduated with a degree, and then they went into a career field that was almost had nothing to do with their, their degree. Right. They still had all that, you know, loan to pay back, but they didn't have that degree. Didn't get them into the career field that they were looking for. Right. Although some career fields they don't care what your degree is in. They just want you to have a bachelor's degree as part of the hiring process. Yep. I don't, I'm not entirely sure why. I don't know either. Um, maybe they have that, you know, just that right amount of indoctrination. You know, just going to make sure that there's a little bit of something in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I'm not too sure. I know that there was a position I was interested in, and um, and I believe that, you know, even if... I got into the position, they would probably require me to go out and get a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I don't think I want to do any of that anymore. <laughs> and and it, it'd be paid for and stuff, but that's through my, my job, Yeah, you know, but. Well, what kind of time commitment w- would it be then to pursue that degree? Right. This is when I want to wind down and put more time into my life and what I'm building here and not. Mm-hmm give it more to a company, you mm-hmm. know? But yeah. Well, and to go do... back and do it in school, it's like, oh my gosh, that's going to take you away from your family. It's going to take you away from any other potential priorities. Then I got to spell life. words. <laughs> Probably over and over again. Probably. Uh-huh. You have to relearn how to type. What's that? Yeah. Oh, the, with the keyboard with and the stuff? keyboard oh, thing, yeah. damn it. Yeah. <sighs> that's terrible. Use more than just your thumbs, Dave. <laughs> still talking about the keyboard we, we are talking about the okay. keyboard yeah just on your phone right <laughs> <laughs> well so I, you know i think that there's a certain value in college you know that i think there's for well both you and i are into learning more no more now as like adults but in the areas that we're interested in not just right. like general ed you know i think about all the classes that i had to take just just to say that I could then focus my effort in a certain area. Even when I was a computer science uh, student, 
I still had to take like all the psychology classes and, you know, things that I didn't think that were terribly relevant to computer science. And I didn't, and I didn't understand why, I mean, what would be the point of spending all of this time and energy and especially the books, holy cow, the, the book cost, I think I had a, a psychology book that was like 350 bucks. I wouldn't doubt it, yeah. Just probably, for the book. Probably you used one, too. And it was, it was. <laughs> in fact, it had a big old sticker on the on the base of it that said used. And I still had to spend a whole bunch of money on Can't it. I believe it. Yeah. But I think I did get like 50 bucks back when I returned it. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. Yeah. But I, I understand that the, you know, the, the potential of value in, in going to school and having that that structure and potentially an environment that would cater to you becoming a learner, right. you know, learning how to learn, if that makes sense. But it's not terribly related to like a particular field. You're still taking classes that don't have much to do with what you want to pursue. Right. Uh, there's a, a company and I, I don't know how recent they are, but I, I was watching a, a video and they were, there's a company called Proxis. Proxis is like a, it's like a, you know, kind of like a, uh, you know, like a, a career field sort of school where they, you go there very specifically to learn about that particular career. Okay. And it's, it's not like you'd go and take a whole bunch of these other classes. It's very focused on what, what the, the marketplace is you know, is promoting a lot of like engineering. Um, like you know, if somebody wants to go learn how to code, you go to that place that teaches you how to code. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. They have a specific. Yeah. Or like even like auto mechanic, you know, certifications, right. yeah, you yeah. know, those type of programs. Yeah. There's a lot um, of those. I'm not sure if they're technically, technically called like trade schools, but you know, it's, it's Geared very specific. specific yeah. You know, they come out with a certain type of certification and or degree that, you know, other big name companies, you know, look to hire. So a mm-hmm. lot of them actually work hand in hand with them. Yeah. But well, I know like for, for you, you're paid relatively well and you've got like different certifications. Like you've grown through an industry and all of your learning has been on purpose. Right. That's right. Yeah. Always on purpose. <laughs> Always on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's pretty neat to be able to be a part of, you know, having, you know, the education part and as well as going into a field and then growing within a company or a field and understanding something new. I mean, I never even knew about what I do, you know, until I just stumbled across it. But um, it is kind of neat to be able to go through and get certifications that are are a value throughout, not just my company, but you could take them other places. Mm-hmm. But it's, I want my daughter to know that there's several paths to a successful life. It's like, what kind of life do you want to live? And then go backwards from there, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not against people getting, putting money in on their education. It's a, an investment, but in that investment, there has to be some deep thought of where you're going and perhaps you know i can understand being so young you may not you could change your mind but have at least a split plan you know of something else you know Mm -hmm. but a lot of people i feel like it's just what all my group of friends are doing so they all kind of follow path instead of sitting there going 
you know, is this really for me? Is this, is this something that I want to spend a hundred thousand dollars easily mm-hmm. on an education? I don't even know. Do you know what, a what edu- uh, like a four year degree would cost from, you know, I'm not just saying an Ivy league, school, an Ivy league school, but. Uh, I did write down some, some notes. I think producer E, one of those tabs you got up there, uh, has some college tuition comparisons because there's a difference between like a community college where you could you know get your associate's degree versus like a private university or a state college there's a lot of different costs depending on which one of those things you go to and in some cases they have these different benefits like if you're in state like you live like for us we live in oregon if we go to an oregon public university we get a discount that's but right. if we wanted to go up and, you know, out take state. classes at, yeah, Washington State University, that'd be a different story. We That's have to right. pay out-of-state tuition. Um, but the costs have, have gone up substantially. Um, Ethan, why don't you pull up that, that uh, it's like a, uh, a table of, of information. But they were talking about just the cost of tuition and how it's increased through the years in in 1989 it was around four thousand dollars for like a public university tuition that doesn't include yeah uh and that doesn't include you know housing doesn't you know all the room and board stuff it doesn't include books all those things um yeah so there's a good one so even just through the like go up to the top where it says alaska alaska private university uh tuition and fees is almost $13,000. If you stay on campus, it's about $14,000. If it's a public in-state, it's almost $8,000, and out-of-state is like $18,000, which is a little ridiculous. I mean, I think they probably try and keep people in-state versus out-of-state. It's almost like a punishment. Yeah. Well, I think they probably want those educated people to, to, like, come from their state, you know. But, uh, Ethan, go on down to California. So California is, is unique in that California has a lot of taxes, a lot of taxes. And there's a fair amount of that tax money that goes to uh, tuition for universities. So it's surprising to see that on average, like in-state is right around $3,000. That's pretty good. But all those people in the state are having to pay for it. Right. There's a lot of tax money on that. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, go on down. Let's find some other other states. Oh, Hawaii. I like Hawaii. (laughs) I like to go there. Yeah, not too bad. $5,000 in-state tuition. Uh, Idaho. They're heavily taxed too, aren't they? Hawaii is. In fact, I think they have like, don't they have a high sales tax? Yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly, yeah. Like a, yeah, you've been there a few times. Something. Yeah. Yeah. North Dakota. Surprised with North Dakota. North Dakota seems relatively expensive. Although, maybe, it, I don't know, are they a red or a blue state? <laughs> you know? That's, I mean, to be honest, these days. you know, the, the argument that, that these folks are making about free college is just that it should be free for everyone. And I, I'm, I'm a little biased because I'm, well, I'm a free market libertarian. I think it's your personal responsibility to have any of these um, services or products. I think you need to pay for it because it's your you're the one who's receiving the benefit. If you and, want it, go earn it. Yeah, exactly. And and so when you see some of these states where the cost of college is a lot higher, then I I kind of wonder 
is that because they're not being subsidized or is it because they are being subsidized? Uh, And and I don't know all the the taxes for each of those states, but in uh, they were talking about the increase you know 1989 was about $4000 2007 about $8000 and and uh 2017 is about $10000 so you can see there's an increase in cost and those are the the costs that they experienced at that time so you know $4000 in 1989 is you know it's roughly i don't know $6000 now so just with inflation yeah. you know, the the value of that of that dollar yeah. But the the interesting thing is the amount of student loan debt that these kids take on. It, they I, I saw a stat that said uh, the average student loan debt is thirty seven thousand dollars a year. Well, that's when they're when they drop out or when they get their degree. The average across the United States is thirty seven thousand dollars total. Oh, gotcha. And I don't know. You're going to see you know differences if if they're going to you know like an ivy league type school if they're going to medical school or they're gonna go get their you know lawyer degrees or whatever i'm sure you're gonna see a a lot higher but that that kind of debt you come out of out of school number one generally speaking you don't have any work experience because you've only been a student for the last I don't know, 16 years, right? You don't have any real work experience and, and most jobs or careers, they're looking for experience. Well, and a lot of people don't realize that when they come don't take in consideration, maybe not at first, but it probably starts eating on you near the end of it. But let's say you come out and you get a job and just throwing this out there. And let's just say you make, you know, $2,500 a month. Well, you're going to have to take $500 off of that for 30 years or whatever it was to pay it back. Because they're long loans, typically, mm-hmm. unless you tackle it. But but so you kind of lose your big bump in life because you have to pay this back, mm-hmm. you know, right off the bat. And when you go out to be a doctor, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And sure, they might make a lot of money, but their debt to income ratio is so huge by that time, mm-hmm. you know, because they got to survive as well. You know, I was listening to a, a Dave Ramsey um, caller. And they were talking about student debt. And they are, I want to say they're an orthodontist. So, you know, they deal with people's teeth, braces, that sort of thing. And they had gone to school, and I think it was, I want to say that it was a half a million dollars. No, no, it was a million dollars in student debt. A million dollars. And this guy was making $250,000 a year. Mm. And he was... He had he and his wife had just started uh, a practice of their own, and the wife wasn't taking a salary because they couldn't afford to to pay her because they're just starting up their practice. And he was working part time at another uh, office, and oh, that's where he was making all of his money. So he was trying trying to get started with his own practice and get his own customers in um, his own patients. But you know he had a million dollars in student debt that's unbelievable right. especially if you're if you're gonna i mean i guess yeah 250 grand a year in income that's pretty good uh that's really good <laughs> compared to some folks that i know looking in the mirror <laughs> yeah i know there's just other ways to be making i don't know other ways to be making a goal without having to go in so much debt yeah. I mean, but you'd think being the doctor type 
that he would have thought ahead on how much this is going to cost him and how long it would take for him to pay it back. Right. And maybe when, I don't know the situation, but you know, should I start a family during all of this? Should I, I mean, mm-hmm. everything you do is going to affect it and make it cost so much more. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's just the debt. Now add up the cost of living as he was accruing that debt while he was learning. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it's great. He has a skill and that's, you know, mm-hmm. something that he wanted to do, but, you know, the cost of it, it was astronomical because mm-hmm. that's just the debt he has to pay. You know, he has to, to put food on the table and toilet paper. And mm-hmm. I don't know if he had a family of... at the time. I know he at least had, had the wife, but... but then, that, that'll do it. Yeah, well, that might be expensive enough. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things, I just think that as a student, if you want to go get a college degree... It's not just to go have a college experience. It's to get something that will allow more opportunity right. as an adult to make more money. You know, maybe right. maybe part of it's going to be like security, but I think financially to make more money is kind of why the kids are, are should be looking to get a degree. Right. Generally. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I know that you could get a certain experience if you got out of going to college, but... Again, I guess I'm getting old where I feel that it should just be a stepping stone place to go, not, mm-hmm. you don't just think that you're going to Cancun, no, it's a college, you know, it's not a place to see how hammered you got, you know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a time and a place for that, don't get me wrong. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, college, like, culture that's all about the party experience, the, right. you know, doing the the crazy things that you want to get out of your system before you right. become an, an adult. It's like a oh, rite of passage don't. and people mm-hmm. go just because you go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even with my daughter going to a, a school, there's a private school, there's another, you know, pretty nice high school that's really lo- that's local, but it's a public school. And I'm not really too into a few things that they teach right now, you mm-hmm. know, but, um, if the private school does the same thing, then, you know, why send her there? Mm-hmm. It's expensive. You know, it's a big chunk of money. And, you know, and I had to have the talk with my daughter. I go, it's not about where all your buddies go. Sorry, it's not how it worked for me. It's necessity, mm-hmm. you know. So she, she at least knows kind of ahead of time. I'm not saying she can't go at this point. Um, it might be like the only option for me because... I'm not a big fan of public schools right mm-hmm. now, but yeah, me either. That's for sure. And I work in the <laughs> that making sector, a, making a mess <laughs> of things. I'll tell you. Yeah, um, I had so I I, I was kind of looking around for you know the arguments that support you know putt free uh, you know college education. Yeah, like what is AOC's plan? Well, I mean, I think I, she's still on like the Bernie Sanders sort of plan, which is you know, forgive all student loan debt and make college free for everyone. So on that, before we move on mm-hmm. on that, so what, so what would you do about all the people that got shafted in America over that? Let's just say if they implemented it tomorrow, what about the people that just signed up yesterday? You know, let's kind of be, where's the cutoff line to fairness? And then what about all these other people that are like, in their forties and they just want to do it just to, you know, have a notch under their belt. And Mm -hmm. that's a lot of extra money when 
all the money that we're giving them now isn't even going to what it's supposed to, like fixing up our roads and stuff, which mm-hmm. are getting terrible. But uh, I don't know. I don't well, know. I don't know what kind of a cutoff. I think that what they want to do is is they want to start off probably at the community college level and make that completely free, and then ramp that up to all state schools. And but but then cutting out all of that, you know, one and a half plus trillion dollar student loan debt. I I don't know. I mean, that someone has to pay for that. You know, the, right. the federal government, and I think they were talking about partnering with states. So the federal government would cover a certain amount, and then the states would cover a certain amount, and that would clear it all out. The problem is that that's an enormous amount of money, and we're already $20 trillion or whatever it is in debt. How do you afford another trillion or $2 trillion? It's ridiculous. Some people make the argument, oh, yeah, we've we got to tax the rich, and that's going to pay for it. But taxing the rich won't pay for it. That's, there's just not enough money to if, cover all of it. If they go to state to state, I'm going to have a lot of haters on this one, I imagine. But, <laughs> and just just tax the um, the football players and the baseball players and all the people mm-hmm. that make forty million dollars. You know, not not. I'm not saying all the rich people like that have the companies. I'm just saying mm-hmm. all these people that play recess that are making millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But to also help improve that city, maybe they should be given back some of their taxes to help improve the city and the people that are surrounding it. When it takes, when it takes uh, regular Joe, have to work a whole week, maybe even more, to take a buddy to go to a good, decent seat baseball or basketball game. Mm-hmm. That's really soaking it to the people that are letting you live so high. You yeah, know? yeah. And I, the way I look at it is that you know people. People are responsible for how they how they spend their money. And if, they, totally and if they're agree. gonna if they're gonna spend a whole bunch of money on a concert or a basketball game or a football game, then I guess that's just where their money goes. Right, and I'm down with them yeah. spending the money on it. I just think the people that are getting the money should give back to the the city and start rating out their kindness and generosity to having the game there yeah. in the first place. Sure, yeah. If it's yeah, if, that, if that's <clears> what they do now, if if you're looking at you know most of what what uh, Bernie Sanders is of the world are are doing, then of course those like those folks are going to get taxed a lot um, on purpose or by force, I should say. By force, right? Yeah. Um, early on, so it was a World War II. Folks that went into uh, the military, they had what they called the GI Bill. Do you remember anything like? I think I have heard about that. Yeah. It basically it's just you know government pays the military folks you know they pay for their schooling and that was a lot of people said that that was like a massive boost to the uh, uh the economy after world war Two because a lot of folks were becoming more educated and and that contributed to a, a boom in in economic growth and i kind of wonder i go ah, is that is that really is it that easy to to sort of correlate those things together because i'm pretty sure that the u.s really i mean our you know the americas was was really the only area that didn't have war like we didn't have our cities destroyed the rest of the world kind of suffered quite a bit and my thought is well you're gonna have a hard time recovering when you're you know, your economy when your, your cities are destroyed from war. So I think the United States was in a better place 
at that time anyway to have a boom to grow i'm not sure that it was directly related to college education now i think college education is good in general back then it was probably not a bunch of these you know these degrees that talked about you know you know diversity training and i don't know what are some of the other ridiculous degrees that are offered i don't even know you know but but the thing is is i I don't know that free college necessarily makes every, makes your 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 country better stronger because I don't think that the education that people are getting makes them much better unless it's like really specific like for instance engineers I think engineering is one of those things that's highly sought after folks that are engineers get paid a fair amount of money and my thought is if you had more degrees that really resulted in high paying jobs or growth in a certain sector, then yeah, that makes sense to me. You know, doctors, nurses, those type of areas, I think, you know, teachers, you know, we still need educators out there. I, but some of those though, especially the people that are willing to put in the time, like I'll just use surgeons or doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it should be so dadgum expensive for them to learn something when they're willing to dedicate. I mean, I would have, I'll finish uh, when they're willing to dedicate, you know, all that time that they have to put in to become one, when they have to sit there and worry about the extra pay and stuff on top of it, because mm-hmm. it, it will catch, catch up with them, you know, during, you know, them trying to uh, succeed or become a doctor. Well, I think that one of the biggest problems, and this is just my opinion, but I think one of the biggest problems is that getting money for school is too dang easy. I mean, think about any other type of loan out there. A car loan, um, you know, a, a, a mortgage, you know, any of these things that, that would put a whole lot of debt on your shoulders. Student loans are so easy to get because you can be a student and not have any you don't have to have a job you don't have to have any means assets yeah you don't have exactly they're 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 loaning you this money based on the idea that you're at some point going to pay it back because you'll finish school at some point the problem is is that the dropout rate is so high I, i i wrote down some stats on on dropout rates but you know a lot of kids even if going through like a community college i think when they start, I think only, I want to say maybe 50 or 60% actually complete their first year. Really? Wow. Yeah. And, and when they go in to start their second year, I think it's around that 45% will then continue on and finish their second year. Yeah. That's a right. massive dropout rate. That's about all I made it. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, and the thing is, is I don't think that the dropout rate is totally related to the cost of, of, going to school i don't think that that is the reason that someone drops out because getting money for college is so stinking easy yeah i didn't have to worry about about money at all um as i was filling out i mean because they send you through the financial aid department and you can fill out all kinds of paperwork and sign your name away and and all this stuff and they're so willing to give this to you i bet you know most of the reason that people drop out i think is because um they the drug dealer moved away. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's it's one of those experiences that it still requires you to be a student and still requires you to put a lot of effort into, 
you know, your studies. Right. Um, there's other costs involved, you know, potentially. But I really think that people lose interest. They get burned out. They don't want to pursue the path that they decided to, to follow at the beginning because, you know, maybe there's a temptation to do other things, um, you know, including other career paths or, you know, they meet up with some, you know, young lady and decide that they want to... Stupid, stupid, <laughs> stupid. stupid. <laughs> um, there was a, a community college in Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, that was doing this, this like, program. And basically, it was a program of uh, basically free college. And as part of this program, the student would have to go through a certain orientation process. They have to take an orientation class and complete it within that first year. They had to meet with an advisor every term. They had these other requirements. Some tight guidelines to Some tight guidelines keep to keep it. And they came back. I was watching, it's a, like a TED Talk, and I was watching the, the presenter. He was talking about these, these students, these, uh, they call them Tulsa uh, Achieving, like Achieve Students. The TA students... They from fall to spring, so that's that first that first year. They said that they had an eighty three percent completion rate. Wow! So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. The non TA students, the ones that weren't getting it for free, they said that they had a sixty seven percent completion rate. Which, you know, maybe that's a pretty normal amount. I I don't know. I mean, again, we're talking community college here. And then what I found interesting is then from fall to fall, so they complete their entire first year, they had a completion rate for the TA students was still only 58%. Really? Mm -hmm. And the non-TA was at 41%. So we're talking about the kids that complete one year and then want to go through a second year. The dropout rate, only 58% of them would continue on. Wow. I think that's a huge dropout rate. It is. And, and if you're doing free college and someone else is paying for it, what a waste of money. Right. I mean, that entire year, that tuition, gone. Right. Well, I know that uh, there's some companies that they'll pay for your, any class you want to take. And if you get, you know, under a certain... Uh, uh, like grade? Grade in that class, you have to pay for it. Yeah. So it falls on you. So if you pay, if you fail that class, you have to pay for it, and and it could be quite costly. I knew some people that had to pay for their mm-hmm. their classes, and it was hundreds. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it got to be thousands, but I remember it was hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's a pretty good policy. I agree. They're, the, uh, they're investing in you. Sure. You know, that's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to come out better and more valuable at the other end. Uh, so the median GPA for these. Uh, Tulsa Achiever students, the median GPA is a 2.5 GPA. That's like mostly C's and a B thrown in there. Right, that's terrible. That's not very good. That's not very good. Yeah, I want you to set my arm, please. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> or to, you know, fix my laptop. Yeah. Or like, no, I want it a little bit better than that. Well, so the, that was a 2.5 GPA for the TA students. The non-TA students, a 2.2. There's not a big gap between 2.2 and a 2.5. Still, that's like a C average. It's not like... It's, <laughs> that's, that's probably that's where I'll be, but that's not, I don't want anybody to have to come to me for heart surgery either. Right. Well, and we're talking community college in this, in this scenario. Oh, and okay, and even, at, even at community college, come on, a C average? It's, community college is generally easier than you know, regular four-year universities. 
Um, here's the other one, and this one I kind of questioned a little bit. It said that the TA had a 10% higher grad uh, rate. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. But they didn't mention what the actual grad rate was. It was oh, not, it was just higher. It was just higher. And that's what bothers me is when I'm looking at st- statistics, it's like, well, I want to know a little bit more about how that was gathered because you could say, oh, it's a 10% higher whatever. Yeah, but if your grad rate is like, you know, 30%, well, that's not a good grad wa- rate, right. you know? Right. I, to me, that, that kind of bothers me. I don't like the, the hi- <laughs> hiding the, the truth. Uh, and I think that's what was going on here. But so they were, you know, folks were saying that, yeah, this, this achievement program is like really successful. But then I'm reading these numbers and I go, that's, I don't think that's terribly successful. You know, I, I don't know what the average is and everywhere else, but again, you know, to go and complete your first year, you still had, you know, a 42% dropout rate. Yeah, I would like to see a terrible one. You know, yeah, they, right. they pull it off. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then if it's worse than that, why are they even existing? Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, is that the, their best? <laughs> well, they were very proud of this. This was... Uh, oh. Yeah, they thought this was fantastic. But I, I disagree. I, I really think that there's, obviously there's a, a lot, lot of room for, for improvement. My goodness. Yeah. Well, and I, I just think that if you're going to go to college, you should be successful. You should put in some time and effort. And I think that the argument about college getting paid for by someone else diminishes the value of, of that education. I agree. I, when I, of course I, I was a javelin thrower, so I ended up getting a good scholarship for, for throwing a spear, which seems a little ridiculous come to think of it, but I got most of my college paid for. And I, what, kind of motivated me which by the way college dropout here um eventually i went to finish but i dropped out and i didn't have the same value associated with college because it wasn't really my money there was some motivational pieces where you know certain people in my life at the time uh kept me going i really wanted to drop out after that first semester yeah and uh, I had some some folks come in and, and try and keep me keep me going, saying that I would never complete my degree if I if I dropped out. Well, the other was when I was in track, I had to have a minimum. I think it was like a two point, maybe as a two five GPA in order to maintain my scholarship. And eventually, that led to me dropping out because I had a really hard time maintaining my grades. And part of it was. I was not a very good high school student, and I struggled uh, in high school. And then when I went to college, I wasn't really mature and ready to hit college. I should have uh, waited, and but I didn't, and I floundered for many years. Eventually, I, I dropped out. I came back, I think it was four, I want to say it was four years later, came back, and I basically got straight A's. I went to an NAI school, which allowed me another year of eligibility to throw the javelin, I didn't take a, a track scholarship. Actually, I take that back. I think I had like a thousand dollar track scholarship, uh, which is enough to like cover books. <laughs> it's not really anything. Yeah. But uh, but I I had to take student you know loan out for that. But I ended up because I came back more mature, more focused, and and driven to finish. I finished um, one of the top in my uh, in my cohorts that you know I ended up getting a business degree. But 
for me, I, I had to create some sense of urgency and, and dedication for myself. And part of it was I knew that I was I had to pay for this. And I knew that it was important. I had enough time working in the, my career field to know that by getting that degree, I would get these other jobs like right away. Right, right. I didn't have that perspective when I just went from high school directly. You didn't know college. anything. I didn't know anything. You know shit about nothing. Exactly. Well, that's that's <laughs> what my good. grades showed me. <laughs> but you know what do you, what do you? I mean, that's it's kind of funny how so many people are tunneled. You know that that do you know go to you know from grade school to high school to college and they're just in the educational tunnel of just what's next what's next then you mm-hmm. get freed out into the world and you're like mm-hmm. wait a minute now i could probably go back to what i know and a lot of people do they'll jump back and mm-hmm. go hit another degree mm-hmm. just to have that yeah some are career students but mm-hmm. it's a lot of dedication and and to go back to your to not even to get it for free but to charge the country to pay for you to go to school i wouldn't want them to have high standards and mm-hmm. almost a sorry you can't back back out you're stuck like because mm-hmm. that's it's so easy for people to start or get out of it it's not a big deal mm-hmm. i mean that um it's too easy for people to just uh, dip their feet in the water then bail mm-hmm. and then that's a lot of cost eaten up just to start and that'd be off of you know the tax dollars you know yeah, a lot of those students don't know that, you know, where, where do they want to be in five years? What income expectations do they have? You know. But that's not a person that should go to college. Well, or should, sign they, paperwork to get to, into that kind of debt. Right, I, right, absolutely. I mean, I think that if you really don't know, maybe college isn't the, college is, I feel, is the track you get on when you're, okay, I'm ready to go. You know, and I don't even think you should worry about even going and getting your generals mm-hmm. if there is a possibility of doing other skill skills out there that get paid even better than a um a degree and you know but you might have to get dirty i don't know mm-hmm. but you know there's other options out there where not everybody has to go to a college and nobody has not everybody has to go you know get into debt to succeed in life well in a lot of these unfortunately we live in a culture where the expectation is you go through high school and you immediately move on to college right and i i wish that that was not the expectation set upon everyone's shoulders because i don't think that that is the best path for a lot of people i think college sure it's a it's a good thing in in general but it's not the end all i think some of these trade schools uh, are a great option. I, right. the, the one that I was talking about earlier, Proxis, you know, the the model is 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 gear the education towards the career path, right? And not waste your time doing stuff that that really isn't related to right. that career path. Figure out what you want to be happy with, mm-hmm. especially after you go through um, college, and then you have to go work down at Walmart because mm-hmm. you really don't know what to do or yeah. didn't realize that the jobs that you want is saturated, mm-hmm. you know, but. You know Mike Rowe, yeah. Dirty Jobs guy? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that guy. Oh, I love that guy. Very smart, down to earth. should run for office. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a big fan of these of these types of, of trade schools. Yeah. You know, he's, he's well, all about, you know, getting the education in the area that is going to provide you with the results that you want. Right. Especially when somebody that wants to go get, get their doctorate, but they also want to be a a mom and have four children mm-hmm. and some of people need to figure out that, well, I'm just going to go do this for me. Well, you just screwed the family out of $400,000 in debt. So you could go get your kicks just so you could also be your 
a parent. You mm-hmm. could do, you could be all that without doing that. I'm not saying some people it could work for them, but I've seen some stories. You know, I'm not saying it was Dateline, but you know, like a little documentaries about you know bad choices. Knowing why would you do that? Why would you go into it? You know, knowing that you're starting a family during it, and it mm-hmm. was created so much chaos. You know, difficulty. Mm-hmm. But and knowing that you're not going to even get a job, well, something you can fall back on. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, you guys are paying for a lifestyle, and well, that's all it really is—something to put on the wall. Well, I just wish people would be more responsible for themselves and their own their own decisions. A lot of these kids don't—they don't really take responsibility for these decisions. Uh, the arguments that I hear from everyone—I've not heard a different argument so far. But every person who has student debt says that they'd love to have that student debt forgiven. And I always go back to, well, you are the one who agreed to pay right. this student debt. This is your debt. It's, I, don't cha- I don't look at it much different than you went out and you signed up for this car, and now you don't want the car. Well, it's not paid off. So you can get rid of the car. That's fine. You can move on to something else, but that's still your debt. Yeah, like someone, I'm pissed off because I bought my house. Yeah. I'd really like somebody to pay for it yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like if you, if you make the decision, then take responsibility for it, right. own up to it, and, and do the right thing. One of the things about student loans that's different than like a car loan or a mortgage is you can't, um, you, you can't go bankrupt and lose that debt. No, you can't. And you're I, stuck. Yeah, and you're stuck. And I'm not sure that that's a, a bad thing, but I also, I, I'm a little torn on, on that one. But I just think that people need to have responsibility for their own actions. Don't accrue the debt that you don't have confidence that you can pay off. Yeah. And and don't tell me that, oh, well, you know, the school promised me that I'd be able to get a job in this particular area. Well, sorry, no one can pr- promise you that that far in advance unless you're working through a program that's sponsored by, you know, a particular business or, right. or company. If they have a partnership with, with certain companies, then, you know, you can probably rely on, on that sort of thing. Well, it's... It- and even if you go to a trade school or something, um, I know that there's somebody that went and took like a massage school, and that's great. But they they like pumped out like like fifty, you know, certified massage therapists, mm-hmm. and and I'm like, oh my gosh, where where are they all going to go? I mean, there's a lot of people that just got certified. Now they're going to go out and try to find jobs locally. Are you kidding me? And sure enough, it's. Now that they could go do it a couple of days a week here and then over there and just one person today, nothing. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not what people, you know, dream about. People, they need to understand the marketplace. Exactly. You know, they don't because, really teach it very much, you know, or else guess what? They wouldn't have a line of people going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there was a time where like there was a real big uh, nurse shortage. And right. so uh, this was when I was uh, going through my degree at Concordia University. And so they had just started a nursing program and they were ramping up and, and you know, trying to get all these nurses trained. And uh, and there were a lot of jobs available in nursing. I even but, thought about it back then. Mm-hmm. Because the men had, was a minority and would have yeah. to get jobs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but you, you still have to kind of pay attention to where the market's going because you need skills that will be valued in the marketplace. Because some people do, and I, I call it more of a career, but live to work. You know, their work is their life. And then some other people want to have their job help pay for their life that they want. And 
you know, that's, that's people need to try to figure that out before they take the first step. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, if you could be happy, just like me, I'm just decided, I just want to be happy, do what I do and seem to be doing okay. You know, you, mm-hmm. you don't have to, you don't, there's just different options. Yeah. And I really think that a lot of people don't, they make, like, I think you said that it's just college is so easy to get into and, or get money for it mm-hmm. to where now everybody, it's like, like when you go buy a car, you go do your credit check and they're like, no, man, you can't buy that car. <laughs> well, what about that car? Like, no, you can't even buy that car. That mm-hmm. one's just still too much. But they go to, they could go, those same people could go rack up, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty thousand $50,000 of loans or more mm-hmm. that wouldn't be allowed to get a loan even for anything else. Right. And, and it's, mm-hmm. it allows the... Yeah, not too smart people to be out there, you know. Yeah, the criteria to get those loans are a lot different. Um, I think it was during, Ethan, maybe you can bring this up. There was, uh, when Obama was in office, he was wanting to do some reforms with uh, health care and education. And um, he had Education Reconciliation Act of 2010. And the idea was, he says, we need to get the middlemen out of student loans. And it was like, you know, you've got these big companies that provide these student loan products that banks can then sell to students. And there was like a big markup between the person who, or the company that created the loan initially, and then the bank that would add additional fees and other, maybe even increase interest rates. But they would handle the 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 stuff you know sort of the transaction directly with the school or the financial aid department of the school and the student would work with them sign papers whatever and then oftentimes those debts would they get, get then get sold off to other companies and and um, right, right you know a lot of stuff going on there well this this sort of this idea was let's get rid of the middleman so that we could save those costs right and what ended up happening is uh, costs continue to grow. In fact, uh, there is more and more federal money available because the federal government said we need to reduce the cost of, you know, the burden on these students. The problem is, is that it didn't prevent uh, the costs of college increasing. It's just they shouldered most of that burden in allowing for more and more money to be available. And I thought, you know, maybe the last bit of the show here we can talk a little bit well why the hell is it so expensive for school it's uh, a good question I, I i always thought it was to help keep the you know keep it for the elite the people that can afford it can go and keep the mm-hmm. you know whether you know you like to hear it or not but the pawns off to the you know off mm-hmm. on the shore you know and let the higher class get the higher education and the higher jobs and so forth. I think that's kind of how it used to be back in the day. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it used now to be rich so, families. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, so it was a higher education. <laughs> yeah. It was an elite circle of people that could but get now that. again, mm-hmm. I don't know why, you know, I'm not one or two steps up from a homeless person can go get himself in the a homeless person can go and get themselves a college education it's crazy how how much money is available to folks that have like no income um you know so it was, it was kind of funny i was looking at some of the costs and 
And, you know, there's always these traditional costs of, of education. You know, they're, they have a building. They have people who work within right. that building to maintain it. Uh, they have the, the instructors or professors who uh, work and teach. Uh, there's dorm rooms. You know, there's always these traditional costs involved. Well, it was funny to see some of these, these universities. There's one, University of Missouri, that cracked me up because, like, there was this, this lady who was kind of like the tour guide to bring new students in and give them the tour, show them what they can offer. And they have like, they, she described it as we want to have a spring break environment that's year round. And they have this massive pool. They have like palm trees in this indoor facility. They have a Planned Parenthood right (laughs) off campus. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they offered all of these like benefits. They had this uh, black light cycling room. You know, where people could go and exercise and it's like, it's like a, you know, one of those rave parties inside the room. They had, uh, you know, these Jurassic Park of, of, Mm -hmm. it was an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a, it's an adventure to to be at the school. They had these uh, spa areas where you can go in and get massage, facial, you know, manicures, pedicures. You can go in and use this really state of the art uh, exercise uh, place. You know, you got weights and. Uh, treadmills and all these machines and stuff uh juice bars i mean it was like going to a really nice hotel for spring break and that's what their campus had and this was like a big push to then recruit kids to come in well i get that the problem well you know i i you know like i said a free market kind of person so i think sure you could incentivize people to come to your school by providing them these additional things the problem is is that who's really paying for it well, I mean, the government is 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 providing all this money, and where's that coming from? Right, all the people who are generally not students, and the people that are hiring probably have their name down on the other file, going, "Oh, no, nah, not those guys." <laughs> no, their B is an actual D in our world. They, uh, there's a, you know, who John Stossel is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, the more that I watch his stuff, the more I go, oh, "Yeah, he's got some good, good." content good points in there he was talking about the colleges that have rock walls you know because that's one of those things that college kids evidently are attracted to is climbing rock walls he says that over (laughs) over 600 colleges have rock walls oh well and that's one of those promotional things that they show the kids when they're recruiting bringing them in a rock wall Mm -hmm. i always wanted to do that (laughs) but i you know i go unless you have a class that's going to teach you about rock climbing why are we putting a rock wall in a college? You know, <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense right. to me. Um, but overall, I think that college, the prices of college, the cost of college uh, continue to go up because it's so easy for kids to get money for those colleges. If if you've got customers that don't have limitations on money, then why wouldn't you charge more? Why wouldn't you bring in, you know, more rock walls or highly paid professors right. or whatever because you can bring in more and more kids if you get bring in more and more kids well the revenue is more and more and again i think that this is sort of a government enabled cost increase in education and if you start paying out you know making all this college education for free and then terminating any college education debt well 
of course, these schools are going to increase their prices because right. they can. Right. Because there's money there to. It's it's kind of like the free market playing there, except that the government is the biggest customer who's got tons and tons of money. And it's just, it's just almost just waste that it produces. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But you know, I, it's higher education isn't higher education <laughs> much anymore. It well, seems like I I was I, I was talking to my wife about it the other night, and uh, I was kind of kind of complaining about you know college education is is one of those things that you still kind of have to pay for public education like high school middle school elementary are things that our tax dollars that we're already being charged for right even though you might have a kid that doesn't go to public education you still have to pay for those taxes you know towards those things and i just like the cost of education is so stinking high and especially like in Oregon, we have one of the lowest graduation rates in the United States and one of the highest amount of dollars towards public education. And I think about, well, if we're doing such a crappy job right now in public education, why would we want to invite the same people who are making that crappy to then control our colleges? Well, uh, you want to wrap up the show? Sure. Sound good? Okay. Uh, thanks again for listening. If you don't mind, uh, tell your friends about the show. We'd love to get a bigger following. And uh, you can always find us online at nevertoserious.com or send us an email at mailbag at nevertoserious.com. And, of course, the voicemail at anchor.fm. And we would love to hear from you. So until we see you next time, take care. And be safe.